Welcome to Asshat Analysts, the debate game show where the points definitely matter and we take things way too seriously. My name is Josh Johnson, and I'm joined here with my roommates, Nathaniel Jackson. Yo, yo, yo. And Kyle Jenis. Howdy. Stay tuned to find out who truly is the king of pulling random facts and arguments right out of their ass. Welcome to this Friday Simpleton episode. Wow, I can speak English. Apple. Today, we have a very interesting topic, but before we get to that, we're going to go ahead and go through and reveal our guesses for Wednesday's BS episode. So, uh, Kyle, who'd you vote for? I'm sorry. (laughs) I voted for you. Um, (laughs) Of course you did. Uh, Josh, who'd you vote for? I voted for you. Voted for me. Crap. Well, I voted for Kyle. Um, Dr. Donald Jackson, who'd you vote for? You. it. Who was it? Wasn't me. What? It was me. <laughs> Dude, this is two weeks in a row now that I have... I'm like, man, I think I got him. And then it's the other host. I'm like, dude. Because last week it was the the epic final battle. And yeah. I was like... Josh's was way too easy. I was like, it's got to be. Yeah. It, and it was me. And it was you. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, ah, Man, I, you guys think that I know that Apollo 11 and 12 both launched in 69? I don't have that memorized. I, I, was, I was on the fence between the two of you. And um, when you, you, you didn't give a lot of specifics other than that. And so I was like, he's, I, that, that's a... He might be counting on the fact that that's one thing he's always known and it's kind of done. And yeah. Yeah. So, and Josh, I should have seen it in Josh because he was very confident about what he would wear. Yeah. I based a lot of that off of uh, music videos from Simple Plan, which now that actually looking at it um, was mostly active after the year 1999. <laughs> so, you're starting the trend though. Yeah. I get. I mean, <laughs> wow. That gummit. Okay. So, uh, Kyle, now, real quick, let's go through points. Okay. So that means from from the bullshitter episode, Josh gets all three. Yeah. Nate does not get one. No. And I get to keep my one. Yep. So, so going cool. into Simpleton right now, um, in first place is Josh with six points. Because he got one from Parley and three from BS. Nate, you still have three. I have four. And the guests also have four because of Dr. Jackson's clean sweep in the parlay. Dang. Last place. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and hop into this episode. Uh, This is going to be a fun one. Um, I picked this topic purely because uh, my father's the guest. I just thought it would be quite ironic and kind of funny. Um, So the topic is, what is the most important thing a parent should teach their child? Uh, That can be a characteristic, a personality characteristic. That can be an ideal, uh, a habit. It can be anything that you decide. So Kyle, what'd you pick? I went with a characteristic or a trait, and I decided to pick creativity. Creativity. It's a good one. Josh? Um, so I was between actually empathy and compassion, um, but I think after looking into it a little further, um, compassion is kind of viewed as kind of active empathy or like putting action to uh, to empathy itself. So compassion is my answer. 
Yeah, it's a good one. So I almost went with passion, um, but I changed it. And instead of doing a characteristic, um, I'm going with uh, a saying. You get in what you put in. You get out what you put in. That's what it is. You get out what you put in. So You reap what you sow. Yes, same thing. Yep. The idea that you only get the rewards that you work for. That makes sense. So who would like to go first? Well, I mean, you you pick the topic. Why don't you why don't you start <laughs> things off? All right. So uh, this is going to be hard to defend because you're the one that raised me. Um, <laughs> you're on the hot seat here, mate. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, Josh. Um, so I'm picking this one because of, uh, I guess, from personal experience, it is a lesson that I learned a little bit later than I wish I did. A lesson that uh, it's not for lack of you trying to teach it to me, because I remember many, 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 many times. Uh, many, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, where you would tell me, "Hey, you know, you're just watching TV. What you doing? Come on, you want to make the basketball team? You got to go out there. You practice. You want to start on the soccer team? You got to go out there. You practice." Did I do it? Most of the time, no. Um, and now as a, as your son, who is also uh, pursuing a career in the music industry, as you have worked in the music industry for a long time, it is something that uh, I've definitely had to learn uh, that things won't come easy for me just because you were in the music industry, um, just because, you know... I have a family that is very talented in music. Uh, that doesn't mean I can just ride that wave. Getting into the music industry and working and having a career that I enjoy in the music industry, for me, won't come unless I put in the work for it. Um, and I choose to better myself every day. Um, and I think that that's kind of what this means. It is, if you want that lofty dream that you have, then you have to work hard for it. You know, it's not good enough just to have the dream. You have to then work hard to make your dream a reality because you can't just expect life to hand you everything. So, yeah. Yeah, so for me, it, it was more kind of a decision of looking at a lot of problems that we have in, in kind of society right now and how polarized um, a lot of at least America is, uh, but I think the, the world at large right now. Um, and I think a lot of that stems from people either not caring um, enough about other people to at least understand their point of view and being willing to listen to what they're thinking and what they're going through um, or just being so focused on themselves that they don't even realize that they're not. Um, and so I think Empathy and compassion are things that that we need to be teaching people as they grow up so that it's a skill that is just ingrained into them. Um, and I mean, even the, the few people that, I say few people, uh, a minority of the culture that does care and at least is willing to listen to the perspectives of other people um, that are, you know, maybe different from them, um, are still not putting any action to that. They'll listen, but then they don't do anything after that. 
Um, and so I think people are just really self-centered um, right now and, and focused on their own lives. And there are times where you do need to kind of, you know, focus on yourself um, and make sure that, you know, you and I guess your family or the people kind of more immediately around you are taken care of. Um, but I think that if we're going to work as a society and as a community of, of people living on this earth, we need to be able to take care of each other and, um, and at the very least, you know, show common courtesies and, and compassion. Awesome. So the reason I picked creativity was, um, much like Nathaniel, I am also working to pursue a career in the music industry and, from a very young age, I I was put in music lessons, like, I think from two years old, my, my mom put me in this class called kinder music, where, you know, we'd go and learn the basic notes and everything, learn to play, like, the glockenspiel, the dulcimer, and I, I really noticed that music was where I felt at home when we were going through senior letters in high school, and my dad, who had wrote his, he wrote his senior letter to me, I think I was still, I was like, it was like 2001 or two or something. He was on a work job or something. And he rem he wrote down, it's like, I love watching you like watch Dave Matthews. Like when we watch the concerts, it's like you're watching, but you're watching to actively like see what he's doing and try and copy him and do what he's doing or what his band members are doing. He's like, I don't know like how you have that, but you've got it. And I hope you go wherever place you want to go with that. It was just so cool. And it's creativity just really allows for a lot of like healthy outlets. You know, there's any form of art you could think of from painting, drawing, sketching, um, dance, music, um, even writing. Like there's, you know, storytelling, all sorts of storytelling, even like photography, where a lot of my friends in college either do it as a hobby or they take it as a hobby and then turn it into like a side job, like a side hustle. Like I have a lot of friends who actually book sessions here and there, like for car shows or for musician photo shoots at shows or whatever, where it's like they actually not only use it to like, hey, this is expressive, but they actually also are able to make a some, you know, somewhat of a living off of it. Um, the other big thing with creativity is, and this is more related to the work, is it helps with problem solving and like critical thinking. It helps you think like outside the box, be like, okay, well, there's this problem in front of me. There's, they've tried these ways to approach it. What if we tried something maybe unconventional, but could work and maybe yield better results? Um, those are really the big things that I took away from creativity. And a lot of it was from my dad who actually, who does photography just for fun, but he's like extremely invested in it. Like we have photo albums upon photo albums and it's just because like he loves doing it it's just fun for him it's just he enjoys it so much and it allows him to do something outside of his work that's just fun for him and it's like hey check out this cool picture i took you know check how i balanced the colors or whatever it's just it's so cool to see people do these different things not even like again not even just for money just because it it's fun for them it gives them some cool thing to do in life and that's that to me is what I love about creativity. It's people enjoying life in different ways. Hmm. I'll say, so uh, I, 
obviously all three of these are very important. Um, I, as someone who definitely identifies as a very creative person um, and someone who likes to think that they're compassionate, uh, from personal experience, having just those things doesn't accomplish anything. Just because I'm compassionate doesn't mean that I'm actively going to show that compassion to someone. Just because I'm creative doesn't mean I'm going to use that creativity in a healthy way. So being able to put in and understanding that, okay, I, I have this other attribute. How do I actually take advantage of that attribute? Well, I put in the work and learn how to apply that to other areas of my life. So for me, you know, as someone who absolutely loves movies and film and, you know, I, I can sit around and, and theorize about all these movie theories. I used to do that with Star Wars when The Force Awakens came out. Oh, the amount of time I sent just theorizing what the next movie was going to be. Who's Snoke? Who, who's Ray? Who's Ray's parents? You know, that's me being creative. But that didn't serve any purpose. You know, it was me taking time away from maybe I could have been creative in a way that I you know, take that creativity and, and help it, it talk to friends about it and make a community out of it. How do I take that creativity and maybe write, use it as inspiration to write my own story or something like that? Like I, I put no work into it and it just became hours of me watching YouTube videos and thinking about it. And, you know, it wasn't anything that got anywhere. And by the way, all of the theories I had were wrong. <laughs> just putting that out there. So you're saying they subverted your expectations? <laughs> they did. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's ha being creative is great, and everyone needs to be have a creative outlet. You know, reading a book that inherently is creative. Uh, you're picturing what you're reading in your head. Um, but if you're not willing to put in the work to that creativity, to allow it to apply to you in a healthy way, then it's creativity wasted. If you're learning and reading all these books about being compassionate and and you really feel for someone that you see and, and maybe even have a small conversation with them, but don't put the, the work in to maybe use your compassion for that person or that situation to help them take steps in the next place they need to go. And maybe just even spending, going out of your way to spend the extra time. So I just... While I agree with both, I just don't think them by themselves serves a bigger purpose. So it, it's there, there's two things I, I want to say. Obviously, yes, if you have one of these things alone, you're not going to be a functional person. Correct. You have to be multifaceted and you have to have multiple layers to your character that is being built as you're raised. Correct. Um, so that you can function as, I mean, even just a basic level human yeah. Um, so, but that's not the argument. The argument is which one should be higher on priority and if it is, should be imparted. Yeah. Um, the second thing, um, is in, I think you're confused about what compassion is because I was at first, which is why I was debating between empathy and compassion. What you just described was empathy. Com the nope. way it switches to compassion is when that empathy is actually put into practice put into practice but not always put into practice well and that's the argument i'm making i agree and i'm not debating that that argument but if you're not 
putting in active work, active hours, active time. We're reading. Okay, this is. Let's Which take would this. be well developed compassion. Yeah, but we're well. The difference is so. Whereas mine is active towards that specific thing of caring for other people. Yes. Yours is a blanket phrase that goes to every facet of life. Can. So the yes. difference is, is that mine was more specific and, and pinpoint of you need to put in to caring for other people in order to get out of it a larger community and healthier relationships. Okay. So you're not wrong, but your point is... It, Broad. It's not apples and apples. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's not apples and apples. Yeah. I'm I'm talking about a square. You're talking about rectangles. Yeah. Um. I'll also say to your first point, that's kind of exactly my point. Um. If you're going to have all of the, because you are, you're right. Everyone is going to have multiple aspects of this. Ideally, someone you know is creative, has compassion, and actively works to nurture those two, two things, but. If you're going to have one that is more important, I think the work is more important because if you have that compassion, but don't work to nurture it, don't work to use it actively, then it goes to waste. And you honestly, you're okay. So we had this conversation in our Tuesday night group, reading a book called The Gifts of Imperfection. Um, Or no, it's not. It's the Making uh, making room. It's the it's a book about hospitality. Um, and in the book, they actually talk about how uh, you, you have to practice it or that that hospitality that you try and show someone can actually come across as you demeaning that person. So while I absolutely agree, you know, no one person is going to have only one of these attributes. And that's not we're ta- what we're talking about. I'm saying I think mine is more important from the standpoint that if you don't have mine, the other two don't won't be nearly as effective. If you don't understand how to nurture your compassion and how to use your compassion effectively, it can come across as offensive, demeaning. If you are creative but don't know how to use it, oh, well, what's you're letting your creativity go to waste. So I wasn't saying that mine is the only one or... I'm just saying that I think mine is more important than yours because without mine, yours won't work. Because yours has broader implications. It does. I, I won't deny that it definitely I would, does. Yeah, I would agree that yours has a, a broader implication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think both of ours were kind of more focused because I think in order as, as a parent, uh, sorry, I'm not a parent. <laughs> if I was a parent trying Excuse to me? impart one of these... Uh, that I know of, and I'm fairly certain I'm not. Um, If you were to, I think, develop one of these, it would imply what you are saying as well. Um, So I don't like... Because if we're saying that the the one thing that a parent should impart into their child as they're raising them is this one thing, then they're going to learn how to implement that. Now, by teaching them to implement that, they're also learning aspects of your your answer, which is the, you know, reap what you sow or get out what you put in. Um, but it's using that with this specific application. Well, I would say... So, as, I mean, 
as a young person, I was definitely taught compassion, and I would like to think that I've always been compassionate, but it's not until far later that I've learned that that compassion doesn't come across or isn't nearly as effective unless I put the work in. And so I, I, I agree, but if you, I don't think you can, I, I disagree with the idea that if someone is trying to impart compassion as the primary thing, that they will inherently then understand that you have to put work into everything. And I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying they're learning how to put work into being compassionate. So it, it does, it, it uses, again, I guess yours, because it's applying to everything, it's not a kind of straight comparison. But I'm saying, like, if you're teaching somebody creativity and you're raising a child to be creative and a creative thinker, then you are teaching them that they need to nurture that creativity and continue to grow it. Okay. Which would be similar to the stories of your dad telling you to go out. If you want to be a good soccer player, and that's what you're trying to impart to that child is so that they can grow up to be an athlete and to play soccer, they need to spend time playing soccer. Yeah. In practicing that. So you're not necessarily teaching them to, you know, put time into everything. You are telling them that if you want to be compassionate, you need to practice compassion and you need to spend time doing that. And you will have healthier relationships and you will be more compassionate the more that you practice and exercise that muscle. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So in, yeah, so you're not teaching compassion doesn't necessarily teach you to put time into, you know, general studies. Yeah. But you are learning to put time into being compassionate and expressing that. And you will get out of it what you put in. I okay yes I okay. see I see your I think argument. we're on the same page yes. as far as what our yes. points were then okay yes. I I and I definitely agree with that you know if uh, my I guess my drawback or just my logic when thinking about that is that is a very narrow and if albeit important but very narrow thing and I guess that's just in I did pick a much broader response. My response doesn't apply to one thing. It applies to uh, how a person views everything that they're, you know, they come across, whether it be compassion and uh, creativity, whether it be a job, you know, it's, you know, uh, if you work in sales, you make the amount of money for the amount of work you put in, especially if you're commission-based or incentive-based. You know, so I think, I, I yeah, I, I guess my my answer is just a lot broader and can encompass a lot of things, so. Well, so in, what is a way that you would teach that to a child? Other than, because like you, you mentioned, part of the ways that your dad tried to teach it to you was by telling you that you need to go practice if you want to start on the soccer team. I yeah. keep going back to specifically the soccer one, but... <laughs> That's just what stuck out to me. Um, so then you also followed that up by saying that it's something that you think about, but not something that you've really been able to to implement. Until now. Until recently. Yeah. So, five, so how... Years of my life. Basically, how could he have done his job better to teach that to you? <laughs> if you think this is the one thing that needs to be imparted, how could he have done a better job doing that? Uh, I'll add to that. So... Um as apparently a participant in this process, 
as yeah. the parent. No pun intended. Yeah. So in that moment that I'm making a com- comment, which mm-hmm. I thoroughly don't remember, by the way, but it's, I, I it stuck with do. him, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Was I teaching or was I telling? Because I think there's a difference. I would agree with you on that. And I, I again, want to preface this by saying I'm not saying you're a bad parent. But this, <laughs> if this is something that he is saying it's is okay. the most important and the one thing. I've had some then, solid C minus days. It's all good. We all have. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, you know, it, well, you, you grade on a curve. <laughs> D so, is for Donnie. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I hear they get degrees. <laughs> they do. Um, so, uh, so the basketball one is actually the one that is most in my mind. Uh, I, it specifically happened the first time that I didn't make the middle school basketball team. I don't know if you remember that. I do. But uh, I was absolutely distraught came home it was like i practiced i practiced so much and <laughs> you're like you did practice the morning before i was like yeah <laughs> you're like how much do you think the other kids practiced i was like probably more <laughs> so that was a moment of realization that just didn't stick but i think uh, i think that conversation you know the conversation obviously stuck, but the actual practice and what it meant, what the conversation meant, didn't stick. It was, okay, well, they they got it because they worked harder. And my brain didn't put two and two together. So I think, in general, this lesson um, is probably taught best through um, small examples and helping to see actual immediate results. For example, I was reading, uh, is it Seven Habits of Highly Effective? One of the books I've uh, been recently reading, uh, the author talks about how their kid uh, did not want to mow the grass. And so he said, okay, well, what if I pay you to mow the grass? And the kid was like, okay, um, sure, I'll mow the grass. So the child mowed the grass. And then he got a little allowance for it, and he was like, oh, I really like this. I want more. Can you pay me more? And the parent was like, no, I, I, I'm not going to pay you extra. And so he said, okay, what if I mow our neighbor's grass? And the parent was like, well, let's go talk to the neighbor and see if he'll pay you to mow his grass. And it turned into a business. And in that moment, that kid realized, oh, if I work really hard, I might be doing a lot of work I don't necessarily want to do, but the results are now I can go buy what I want to buy. And you can set your own prices for everything and And dictate your own rules from there on. It's something that is learned through either life experience or or through teaching moments. Um, So so maybe put another way, what you're describing is work ethic. Yes. And so the concept of work ethic being that you invest yourself first and then reap the reward. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then just a motto to go along with that, mm-hmm. yeah. to, to kind of summarize that and be able to say it in one sentence rather yeah. than... Yeah. Um, yeah, and I... Okay, I, I think I get that. And so you're, you're, my original question was, how could that be better taught? And so you said that it's not necessarily taught, but it's learned through life experiences. And um, well, it, the way to teach that is to 
provide opportunities for that and then point out instances yes. where examples of it are shown. Yes, it is absolutely taught, but it is taught through through example. It is not taught through words. Um, that is something that okay. that you you can't learn just by me saying, "Hey, if you do this, you'll get this outcome." Well, okay, I, am I just going to take your word for it? You know, that's what a child thinks. It's like, okay, you sure? Yeah, kids take things very literally. Yeah, and so, but at, you know, you go, you get put in that first situation. You get paid to weed the flower beds, and you get paid to to mow the grass the first time. And you go, oh, hey, money. And it's up to you whether you decide to learn that lesson. And it's up to whoever's helping to teach you to point out what you learned from that lesson. To say, hey, this is the situation you were just put in. You see how this happened because you did it? Well, if you do it again, that will happen again. And if you keep going and you work really hard, you can keep going. And you'll get to this situation, this point. If that's the point you want to be at, then great. So, and, you know, I, work ethic is probably an easier way and a more immediate way to understand that. But that's applied to everything. That's applied to school, to grades. That's applied to your job, um, which usually if you work really hard at your job, your pay will probably increase. And if that's important to you, then that's good. You know, if, if you want to be a better musician and you want to get more gigs, then you probably just got to work harder and become a more talented musician. If you're bad at networking, learn how to network. Work at networking. So, yeah, it is something that can be applied to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with maybe depending on the specific area that you're applying it to, a few tweaks. But, yeah, I think it, I, I definitely agree with you that that is something that's important. Yeah. Um, I want to hear about creativity, though. I so I did pick I did pick this one because obviously it is very personal to me, and I have a lot of other friends that again same thing they want to do all these different things, and obviously um, like one of my one of my old friends who I met through a mutual friend and went to college with, um, he actually he took up uh, film photography as well, which was kind of it was spur of the moment out of the blue. I always go to photography because it's inherently very, at first it's like, oh, you know, I can take this picture and it'll look like this. It's easy to pick up on, but then it's finer details that you pick up on. Oh, if I do this or here or whatever. And it's it's almost like more of nurturing the creativity than inherently teaching it. Um, and obviously there are more creative individuals. Um, it's, it's just the way the world is and everyone is, I guess, born or designed, however you look at it. But the when you see that sort of level in, like when you see that potential in someone, um, I think it's important to try and help them see and develop more and try and get to um, whatever results. Like like Nate said, with growing your own business or whatever, like that's how artists get their clients or whatever. It's just realizing, oh, they have this potential it's like oh if i try this whatever somebody out there is gonna like one of their pieces they'll be like hey you know come do this for me i'll give you this much and then they can grow from there um it's it's a personal growth trait and like i talked about earlier it's i always try and at least learn one new thing a day even if it's just like five minutes just be like hey teach me something new that you know maybe i might not 
I might use, I might not use, but something that'll be like, oh, that's cool. And um, one of the things I did note for creativity, it does help, like I said, with problem, sol problem solving, critical thinking, and um, it ties into like resourcefulness as well. So being able to look at a situation and be like, well, I have this, this, and this. How can I, let's say, build a structure with only this limited resources? Like, um, did you guys do the egg drop project in science where you had to build a contraption to save an egg from dropping a certain height so it wouldn't crack or whatever? We were more focused on catapults, but I know what you're talking about. We we did catapults <laughs> in high school. We did catapults in high school. <laughs> I genuinely don't think I did either. You didn't build catapults? No. Oh well, my we gosh. did catapults in AP physics. Nathaniel we wasn't did, in AP we physics. We did too, yeah. I did not take AP physics. I did not <laughs> oh, take any out, AP dude. science or math. I took AP English, and that was it. Well, you took college English too, didn't you? I took college yeah. English yeah. as well. It was advanced in other areas. Yeah. And that's, that's not, fair. Not math and science. Yeah. <laughs> Um, at all <laughs> I wonder if my dad still has my catapult I don't know <laughs> sorry <laughs> totally just woo. but um yeah it's it's just the resourcefulness thing the big thing I wanted to note was it's using things in front of you in just like some brand new way that like nobody else would have thought of and just to see that in somebody is just like whoa it's it's so like I said it's, it's all about potential just to do something new and bring something new to the world. Um, that's that's part of life. Like change is part of life, and helping to nurture creativity can bring positive changes. You know, a new art form, some new type of new genres of music. That's how just all this stuff was made. Someone thought, "Hey, let me try this," because they had this idea, and they just go out and put it in the world. Creativity is one of the things that makes us as individuals who we are and it's probably the most apparent thing mm -hmm. that separates us from each other outside of looks mm -hmm. sir ken robinson writes and has spoken there's ted talks with him that you can go see this he's talked about the fact that children are all born creative mm -hmm. in their own way but right. they have their own yeah but that the current flaws in our educational system slowly beats creativity out of you over time and by the time you get through the educational system, which is really just a system of teaching what we believe are pertinent skills and knowledge, you know, knowledge, uh, what do I want to say? Um, anyway, I won't go knowledge. I won't go more there. Um, it's really about teaching people how to kind of solve the formula of pass here, go here, pass here, go there, you know, um, it's not really about exploring who you are. Um, trade schools do a better job of that than yeah. even colleges at this point, and I'm part of the problem because I teach at a university. But that's true. And actually, I had, I had a lot of friends who who did do like trade school stuff. Like I had friends who went to school for um, like auto mechanic stuff or anything like that. Um, yeah, Nathaniel went to a trade school. No, I is didn't. It, is it, it not? Tech, a, no. it doesn't. Technically, it's not a trade school. Okay, it is I, would, a very, I, I apologize. It is a focused school yeah. um, on the arts, but on the entertainment arts. But okay. it is not technically a trade school by definition. Mm -hmm. I retract that statement. It's okay. It's okay. It um, it does behave a lot more like a trade school, which is why I picked it. But yeah, well, the the other thing about trade schools too is that like 
they're they're equally essential jobs that these that are that these kids are being prepared for you know like i said auto mechanics um plumbers you get like anything that does like hands-on work it's it may not seem appealing but it's incredibly essential to life and some people like just like i've again my friends who are just like oh cars you know do this whatever it's just like they love the hands-on approach and for them to have an opportunity for that it's like I'm like, dude, if that makes you happy getting your hands dirty and playing around with that stuff, go for it. I would certainly like if I would not want to stop someone from pursuing something they love just because I'm like, well, it's not for me. But well, and if you figure that out, like we talked about the book this mm-hmm. month, right? If you figure it out, you find your flow. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. All circles back. It does a good book so i'm interested none of you picked to teach your kids the golden rule honesty i don't know uh your golden rule which is what treat others the way you want to be treated yeah Uh. in essence yeah okay i mean there's elements yeah in compassion right there's elements of that but i've well, and you could also say there's elements and you get out what you put in because yeah. if you put in hatred, you're going to get out hatred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so which is why I was saying it's such a broad and there's different ways that you can apply that. So even narrowing it down to work ethic mm-hmm. is still kind of, um, but yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like also yeah. I, I didn't pick it because, well, my brain didn't jump to it. I was just like, oh, you know, creative because it just it made sense but also like it's just so to me that was so straightforward i'm like that's just what you normally do yeah. I, I just didn't think to like teach it i'm just like we well, just do it i mean the, the three things that we picked are personal to us mm-hmm. you know the the thing that i picked is something that i have learned recently that is fresh on my mind that i think about a lot you know you are a very very creative and unique person. Yes. So creativity fits you perfectly. Mm-hmm. Josh, I like to think, is a very compassionate person. So it's an easy thing for him to talk about. The number so. of times that we've said good night and then talked for another hour in the kitchen um, is as that's a that's a testament to that's just like we could talk about whatever and I'll just be like, wow. Yeah, you listen to us vent about work a lot. So yeah. Um, that is compassion. Yes. I think realistically at where I am in life, I think I'm very empathetic, um, but I'm still working on continuing to grow more and more compassionate. And I think part of that is viewing myself in a place where I don't feel like I have anything to give back and I just need to start doing things like that. But that is something that I learned from, it's really nice having you here for this episode because, um, while I have learned and had examples of compassion, um, throughout my entire life, I think one of the ones that sticks out to me the most is um, the things that your family has, has done for me. Um, and I mean, even simple things like when we were in high school and I first started going to church, uh, my family wasn't involved in the church and I couldn't drive yet. And so your family always picked me up on the way to and dropped me off on the way back. And it was it was on the way to your house, so it wasn't too far out of the way. But it was a simple thing like that that just that really made a big impact in my life. So it it is something that is very very personal to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and not, and my observation is not a criticism that you didn't pick the golden rule, but think when we're little kids, we talk a lot about the golden rule. Yeah. True. Right. Mm-hmm. But what you're all identifying is that as we get a little older, 
it is about what we're personally experience or experiencing or what is close to us that seems to be prominent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a parent, as the only parent at the table that we're aware of. Yep. It's definitely not me. <laughs> nope. Um, you know, all, all, I, all I think about is the opportunities perhaps that I miss to teach. Hmm. But that's the nature of parenting. Mm-hmm. You just try to be good enough. You're never perfect. And um, so that's a reality, too. It's a whole different episode for a whole other day. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. The, the treat others the way you want to be treated thing is very interesting because it is very broad, too. Uh-huh. And, you know, that saying that and then also teaching, well, this is how you do that. I think that's... That's something that in general in society we don't do well is we teach the idea of something but don't actually teach that something. Like break it down into certain yeah, parts. Like we say, well, you know, work hard. Well, how do I work hard? Uh, treat others the way you want to be treated. Well, how, how, do, how I do, do, do I want to be treated? How, yeah. do, how does that mean I treat other people? So, I don't know need to get better at teaching and mentoring and being accountable to each other. Mm-hmm. Yes, and. Yes, and meaning, but we have to make space to recognize as teachers, and we're all teachers to someone, that we're teaching from our own perspective, and we may need to adjust how we teach for the person that we're investing in to hear it feel it, experience it, understand it. Otherwise, I'm just entering an echo chamber and I'm replicating who I am. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's less than ideal. There's value in some of that sometimes, right? Obviously, if I don't, as a, as a personal moral compass, if I don't choose to murder anyone the rest of my life, I would like Please. to replicate that around the table <laughs> right. I have yeah. no intention of yeah, doing anything. I'm being anything. a little silly, but you get it, right? There are some yeah. things that are absolutely we should replicate and mm-hmm. we should teach and say this is this is the this is the way and this is why. Yeah. But I think that list is small. And then the other pieces of it, you really have to consider how other people what their experiences are, what they cuz even um even having children that grow up in the same house have different experiences. Yep. So yep. sometimes you can't oh, yeah. even parent the same way with each child, and then it, it can drive you nuts if you're parented by your parents one way, and then you see your sibling being parented another, and it looks a little more lenient or forgiving or, <laughs> right? And it's like, what the what? Yeah. I didn't get away with that. Yeah. Well, every kid's different. And sometimes parents are smart enough to see it, or sometimes they're just plain exhausted and they've lost the energy and the will to do it. Yep. 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 It's very interesting because my sister and I are very, very, very different. Same with my brother. I may may not have been thinking about you too when I said that. I mean, yeah, yeah, (laughs) makes makes sense. Um, No, same with my brother and me. Who my brother's younger than me by almost three years and completely different because, like, he. He's much more like my dad in that he's the, he was the troublemaker growing up, so my parents had to be harder on him. And I was like, I just, 
I, I'm like, what are you doing, man? It's like, I'm like, hmm. hello? Yeah. But yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I do wonder if, so the golden rule is something that, that is talked about, especially at younger ages and kind of um, given. But I feel like it's almost more instinctual to, to act that way. And I don't know if it's something that is taught out of people from examples that they see in the world. Um, because I think as, you know, as animals, um, you know, we are communal creatures and, and we do try to operate in a way that is functional with some kind of, even if it's a smaller community, some kind of community. Um, and so I think in order to do that, you have to be able to kind of, you know, treat people the way that you would want to be treated. And so I think it's more society kind of teaching the opposite of that even as much as we say this is the golden rule and the one thing um i think it's something that is almost yeah i think it's something that's taught out of out of kids rather than um which is part of the reason because it was something that did come to mind um yeah it didn't come to my mind i won't lie i didn't even think about it once yeah hmm which is interesting all right, well, you want to pick someone? What you thinking? So, um, I, I mean, I know the rules, but what am I really picking here? Which which one do you agree with the most? Or which one is maybe, you know, someone may have come into this with a slight advantage, just something that you already believed was oh, slightly more important, and if neither of the other two were able to sway, you can stick with that person. Uh, just whichever one you think, if you were to have another child and raise them, what would be your first priority of the three that we provided? Also, if you have more questions at this point, you're welcome to yeah. ask them. Yeah. You, don't you can ask more right. questions. You don't have to answer If you have like a no, no, no. question or anything. No, I, I don't. Uh, I mean, we could talk about this for hours because yeah. I yeah. think it's a much bigger, broader topic. And, oh, it, and <laughs> even if you pulled me out of this seat and put another parent in this seat. They may have a very different perspective than I do. And neither of us would be wrong or right. It's just a different experience, a different perspective. So uh, I respect that. So let me then give my disclaimer on why I'm choosing what I'm choosing, because I think all three are very insightful. Um, I, I do think work ethic is important and work ethic for me, um, I just for whatever reason, some things just haven't come easy in my life. Now, it, it may, others may look at my life and see that and think, no, actually, some things have come easy for you. And I'm not naive to that, that uh, maybe at this point in my life, some things look a little easier than others have had it. Um, but they, they don't necessarily know the amount of work I've had to put into it. They don't know how many basketball and soccer games I had to miss to write a dissertation. They don't know how many times I would rather have sat home and watched Monday Night Football than teach a class till 9 o'clock at night. They don't know um, how many band trips I missed because I had a work commitment and I couldn't take a fall break in the same way that the kids or my wife could. I, they don't know these things. So I've just always had to work hard for what I have, and I value that. So work ethic's extremely important uh, to me, and I do think... The idea of teaching all children that you have to invest something to reap the rewards or the hopes and dreams that you have 
is a good fundamental paint with a broad brush kind of thing to teach. Okay. Creativity. Um, I think creativity is fantastic. And I, Sir Ken Robinson, I got the opportunity to see him speak years ago in Dallas at a convention I was at, and it was um, impactful for me to hear him tell his stories. And I've watched his TED Talks. I've bought his books. I, I'm a, uh, I'm going to sound too strong. I'm a, a bit of a disciple. I, I appreciate how he approaches thinking about education and child to adult development and, and all kinds of things. And I uh, was privileged to have a conversation, a brief conversation with him about that at Dallas. Uh, and uh, it was a fascinating uh, thing. So creativity, I think every child is creative. Now, it may not look like you're the best painter, songwriter, guitarist, uh, sculptor. Creativity can come in many forms. It can come in the form of problem solving. It could be mechanical, could be engineering, right? Uh, creativity exists in all of the fields uh, that I think as humans we participate in. So I value that as well. All that said, for our time and place, if I were having a new child come into this, I'm going to focus on compassion. If for no other reason, then we are at one of our most divided, polarized places in our society right now. And what compassion does for you, if we can foster that and teach that, uh, it's built on empathy. But it's simply, when acted well, is the ability to get out of your own experience and perspective and to step into somebody else's skin for a moment. And so if we're able to do that a little better than we have before, then perhaps we're not quite so rigid in how we approach people who are different than us. Uh, because we're, we're in that place where if you don't agree with me, I'm right and you're wrong when we probably should have a better posture of compassion that says, I don't understand your perspective. Let's talk about that. I'd like to learn about that. And even if we don't find our play, our, ourselves in a place of agreement at the end, um, I have focused on us in a relationship, not on being right. So we have this saying in the world of, in the world of therapy and psychology and all this stuff, that sometimes the choice comes down to, are you going to be right or are you going to be in a relationship? Compassion helps you make better choices around that. Lacking compassion gets you the craziness we're seeing in our world polarized on both sides. The extremes on both sides that says, I cannot understand another perspective. And so I would want to foster that for this place in time. 50 years from now, 50 years before, it may look a little different. But if I were going to raise a new child today, um, I would probably, of the three you've given me, I would probably choose that. There's a whole host of other things I might choose even before those three, but that's certainly of the three, probably the one um, by default of context and place and time that I'm going to say is the one. I'm curious, what is one thing that you would pick above these three? So uh, you talk about big, broad brushstrokes and work ethic, as, as I kind of co-opted the term for you, um, is a part of that. I would say, so we have in, in the world of systems work, systems therapy work, uh, there's theorists who have said, here are the seven stages of the family life cycle. And stage one of that is becoming um, basically 
an unattached or differentiated adult, meaning that the primary task to enter into stage one, which is when you leave home, all three of your stage oneers at this point, the two primary developmental tasks there is to be able to take care of yourself financially and emotionally. Now, I recognize the challenge in our current economy about taking care of yourself financially. Um, that's where work ethic can come into play. Sometimes you got to hustle. I mean, heck, I'm in my 50s. I got three jobs. So I get it, right? Everybody's got to, you just got to hustle. But you should be able to take care of yourself financially. The other piece of that is to be able to take care of yourself emotionally. So when things don't go your way, when you're agitated, when you're upset, when you're hurt, when you're disappointed, when you're lonely, it's being able to appropriately self-soothe, manage those emotions, and be able to navigate the day and keep going, right? You, you focus on these things because if you decide, and as mentioned earlier, you know, we're designed as a species to live in relationship. So if you decide at some point to find a life partner, whether that's marriage or cohabitation or whatever that looks like, um, you ideally want two people to come together who both can take care of themselves financially and emotionally. That's the best possible scenario because that way you're not over-relying on each other. You're instead responsible to each other. And that's, that feels different than I have to marry you because if I don't, I'm homeless. Or I have to marry you because I don't know how to manage my own emotions. So I need you there to regulate me. So the ability for someone to differentiate from their family of origin, getting deep here, master's level stuff, guys. Um, but Pull out the notepad, yeah, guys. <laughs> the, the ability to differentiate from your family of origin, saying, this is my family, I love my family, all the good and bad and the ugly of my family, because every family puts the fun and dysfunctional, right? And so just, um, this is where I came from, but this is who I am. This is who I'm becoming. And it doesn't have to look like my family. And my family doesn't have to approve of it. Although ideally, I would love for them for, to just love me for being me. Right? That's that piece. So for every parent who may listen to this at some point, um, take it from a parent that did it okay, but didn't do it as well as he would have liked, would like a do-over or two. Um, teach your kids early how to find their voice how to um, state their truth, how to ask good questions, critical think, problem solve, compassion, work for the things they want. Yes, all those things that you've mentioned. But remember, as a parent, your job is to not create a friend. It's ultimately to help stand up a differentiated adult ready to take on the world. So that's what I would encourage parents to think about. And, and that's, you know, and in the world of therapy, that's what we try to get people who come to us who are having troubles parenting and, and all those things to try to focus on. Maybe you shouldn't be your kid's best friend right now. He or she is 15. Maybe you need to focus on teaching them how to take care of themselves financially and emotionally. You got three years left to invest in that. Probably should have started earlier, but we're not going to shame them or tell them that life's past, right? Um, but you got three years, try to invest, teach them that, stand them up, get them ready. So maybe a different answer than the three of you expected and maybe a more complex answer than is um, that we have time to discuss on a podcast. But I would certainly want to focus and teach parents how to do that. Hmm. That's smart. That's a really good answer. That's really... That's 
Wow. That's okay, a so PhD what I'm, answer right there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, that's broader than I was thinking, but it it's weird because it feels broad, but it's also very focused. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the beauty mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, aren't you self-sufficient if you can take care of yourself financially and emotionally? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So would you also, I mean, obviously, narrowing it down to fewer words is not going to be able to encompass everything, but kind of independence? Yes. Okay, yes. yeah. So independence yes. emotionally and financially. Okay. Yeah. You could also say, I guess, like self, like you said, self-sufficient or self-sufficiency. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that was that wow. was a wonderful conversation. Thank you for for coming and being a part of this podcast. Yeah. yeah. So I guess in the end, Josh got a point there, right? Is I that the deal? Points. He got, got two points. Josh got Josh. Two so points. where does that leave us with the points total after? <laughs> of course, uh, Josh would for this month. <laughs> oh no. Um, uh, but yeah, I would. <laughs> Josh. Okay. So Josh furthers his lead now. Josh is at one, two, three, four, eight. <laughs> Math by eight Kyle. Points. Yep, yeah, it's eight. Yeah, <laughs> Josh got two, three, four, five, six. Josh has eight points. He got six this week. Um, next, actually, is a tie for second with the guests and myself at four. Nathaniel with three. I did good last week. I'll be back next week. Yep, we still got a, a good amount of month ahead of us. A good <laughs> amount of the month ahead of us. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah was... well, we're halfway there. <clears throat> Lemon yep. and a pear. Halfway through November. We got two more guests. A little more work ethic. You'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> should have practiced more basketball. <laughs> I should have practiced more basketball. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for having me. This was fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank Thanks you very for much being for coming, on. sir. All right. Well, we will see you guys next Monday. Bye. Well, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to join us on the next episode where we will continue to debate as good friends do. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube and stay up to date on all things Asshat and to participate in polls and activities throughout the week based on the themes of the upcoming episodes. We also started a Patreon for those of you who are interested in showing your support in a more direct way. On our Patreon, we have a ton of bonus content, including tier lists, loser dinners, and bonus podcast episodes. We want to continue making content that makes you think, smile, and especially laugh. And the best way that you guys can help us do that, leave a like or a comment, download, and share all these episodes with your friends and family members who you think would enjoy our tomfoolery, our shenanigans, and all those other crazy words that encapsulate our content.